condition of mankind. Whatever condition man is in is the condition the earth will be in. Amen. Many times we look around as men and don't understand how, we were, how much we are responsible for what's happening around us. We just think people, kids are losing their mind and don't understand we're part of the reason why. That we have a responsibility because we were given what? Dominion. Amen. It's, it's just like being given a responsibility. If, if, if you have a responsibility um, to, to pay your bills on your house, we know it's normal to pay your bills on your house. And for some reason, um, it might have been, um, you, you might have had a, God forbid, a wife that ended up spending the, the money that you're supposed to pay. Or, or it might have been your children. Um, or it might have been you. You would just end up spending more money than you wanted to spend. And you couldn't pay that house note. Now, and then the house goes into foreclosure. Are we going to be able to blame anybody else? Even though it was somebody else within my influence that caused that issue, the bill collector is going to look at me. I'm responsible to make sure that's paid. I'm responsible to put in safeguards if necessary. I'm responsible to make sure that doesn't happen. And if it does, at the end of the day, no matter who we blame it on, it's going to fall back on us. We must understand the condition of our city, the condition of our neighborhoods, the condition of the world itself hinges on our condition as men. That's why when Adam sinned, now you notice Adam wasn't the first one to eat that fruit. Y'all know that, right? Y'all read, read the story of, of Adam and Eve? God told him not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He told Adam that. He didn't tell Eve that. Eve wasn't on the scene yet. And Adam told Eve that, that what God said, right? Who ate that fruit first? Eve ate that fruit first. What happened after Eve ate that fruit? Before that, what happened in between her enticing Adam to eat it and her eating it? Before that happened, what happened? The serpent beguiled her. After the serpent beguiled her and she ate the fruit, what happened after she, what was the result of her eating the fruit? Nothing. It changed nothing. Nothing changed. Everything was still what it was supposed to be. Everything was in the order God wanted it. And then she handed that fruit to Adam. And when Adam ate the fruit, then what happened? Their eyes were open. They realized they were naked. They began to fear the God they were supposed to be walking with. Right? So it wasn't the woman who, who, and then ultimately what did God pronounce over the earth? He said, cursed is the, the, the earth was cursed because of man's sin. The condition of man dictated the condition of the world. Everybody following what I'm saying? The condition of man dictated the condition of the world. Cursed be the ground for your sake. In other words, there are people that are going to be living in ground on other continents that are going to be under the curse for the condition of your sin. Your sin and your iniquity is going to cause people in Asia to have to bring forth fruit on cursed ground. Your condition is going to cause people in Africa to have to bring forth fruit on cursed ground. Your condition. And, and so now you're not even on that continent and you've never even been there before. But what you've done is influencing that over there. Everybody following what I'm saying? That's how big a deal 
how man walks with God is. Amen. It's important that we understand that because we look in we look in the paper and we see boys shooting boys and we completely detach ourselves from that responsibility. We look in the paper and we see men trafficking children. Trafficking children. And we completely say that ain't we ain't got nothing to do with that. Amen. But I would beg to differ and I believe God would, too. We must understand our responsibility as man and the authority that we have in dictating the condition of the world around us, right? We, we must, and that's really what I want to deal with you on even today is just that. Um, we have a, a um, smaller amount of men here today, and so I'm just going to have you, you just stand up and introduce yourself real quick and just say one thing and, and move. So I want everybody to kind of at least be um, introduced to one another. So we'll start over here. Just um, stand up. You can take your mask down and speak loud where we can hear it. That I want you to take home and um, with you and impact the world around you. We're called to impact the world around us. God has placed authority and dominion on us to do that. And so, and I want you to make it a point to also Bring other men with you. We do this once a month. Um, this month, we're not doing it with food. Usually, um, George and Larry, we have a layout. Man, we have eggs, bacon, sausage, ham, grits, you know, hash browns, pancakes. I, I need to stop talking about it because I want it now. <laughs> I want it right now. But we usually have a layout, but we're closing out a consecration. We're doing a 21-day fast and slash consecration. And so we're only doing juices and things and of that nature, but we're closing out tomorrow. So next month, we'll be back on normal schedule. Um, we make sure we feed both natural food and spiritual food. And just as men, we come together and grab a hold of what we're called to. I believe the, a lot of the issues in this world today is because we don't really understand who we are. Therefore, we don't understand our responsibility. You know, and it makes sense if you look at the world. We don't understand who we are, therefore we don't understand our responsibility. Have you ever seen a 13, 14 year old boy get a girl pregnant? Anybody ever seen that before? Everybody raise their hand. Yes, we've all seen that before. We've all seen a 13, 14, 15 year old boy get a girl pregnant. What does he do after he gets that girl pregnant? He goes and still plays basketball. He still goes, hangs out with his friends. He still acts up in school. Nothing changes, why? Because he doesn't know who he is now. You're a daddy. And because he doesn't know who he is, he doesn't do what he's what? Supposed to do. Boy, you got responsibilities now. <clears throat> baby need diapers. Baby need food. Baby needs to be taken, um, taken to the doctor. Things of that nature. None of that crosses his mind because as far as he's concerned, he doesn't, he doesn't see himself as a what? Father. When you don't know who you are, you won't take responsibility for what you are responsible for. And so now what happens is you have that same boy who had a, somebody who was not responsible for him growing up and maintaining that pattern of irresponsibility. Right? You, do, do we see that? But it all started with somebody who did not know what? Who they were. Therefore, they didn't take responsibility for what it is they needed to take responsibility for. There's some stuff that we as men are not taking responsibility for that we are responsible for according to the word of God. And that's what I want to deal with today. Malachi, one of my favorite verses in scripture, I, I teach on it. I probably teach, taught on it 25 times. 
come. There's so many layers to it. But I, I want to share something. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. If we could put that up. And also, I'm sorry, Shelby, if you would stand up and introduce yourself. <laughs> we have another young man in the back. All right. Bless you, sir. He's one of our um, media men. Thank you. And um, I want to read these two verses. These two verses speak to our responsibility as men. And I even want our, 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 my sons to see it and, and, and really grab a hold of it. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Let's read that together. Everybody ready? It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Before the, the, he's pointing to the second coming of Jesus in that verse. When Jesus comes back, judges the world, and reestablishes the earth in righteousness. Behold, he says, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Verse number six, let's read it together. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the, and the heart of the, to their now look at this, lest I come and smite the earth, let's read it, with a, how we handle our responsibility as men and fathers dictates whether the earth is under a curse or blessing. Do y'all see that? How we handle our responsibility as men and fathers dictates whether or not the earth is under a curse or blessing. We look at this pandemic and don't understand this pandemic is a curse. Why are we under it? Could it be because we don't understand our responsibility as men? We look at it and people are losing their jobs and out and, and, and people can't stay in work. They're being laid off and having to wait on stimulus checks just to put food on the table. Amen. But could that be a part of our response? Is, does that sound like a curse to you? It sounds like a curse to me. Who did God say that that curse would be upon the entire earth through? Through men. Amen. Who who did not understand our responsibility as men and fathers. We cannot detach what's happening in the earth. He didn't say what just would happen in your house. We can't detach what happens in the earth from our condition. Come on, I need somebody to say that. The earth, the, I need you to say the earth is hinges on my condition. Amen. The condition of the earth hinges on my condition as a man. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Everybody following what I'm saying? So the, now, now pay close attention to the words of the prophecy because the words of the prophecy are, are powerful. The prophecy is this. This is a prophetic word. It says, I will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. The hearts of fathers will be turned back to their children. And as a result of that, as a result of the hearts of fathers being turned back to children, the hearts of the children will be turned back to the fathers. Now, you can't overlook that. What that verse is saying is when we turn our hearts to our sons and when we turn our hearts to our daughters, they'll have a heart for what we have a heart for. They'll have a desire for what we have a desire for. 
They'll have a drive for what we have a drive for. They'll turn their hearts to us. When we turn their, our hearts to them, they'll in turn turn their heart to our heart, want what we want, desire what we want, and, and, and seek to become what we want. So as a father, watch this because this is our responsibility. God has given us authority and responsibility over the condition of our children's heart. We'll say, man, our children are crazy and completely detach ourselves from its responsibility. Did y'all hear what I just said? Why? Because I didn't know that that's what I was supposed to be what? Doing. Do you know the enemy uses ignorance? He don't care if you don't know. He'll take advantage of it. And we'll just think, you know, you can't control kids. Kids just do whatever they want to do. That's not true. God gives a promise. If I turn my heart back to my children... My children will turn my, their hearts back to who? Me. Amen? So watch this, and this is key for us to understand. The children's hearts are a reflection of how much their father's heart is turned toward them by turning toward God. How do I turn my heart to my children? Surrendering my heart to God. Don't forget. How do I turn? Oh, glory be to God. How do I turn my heart to my children? Surrendering my heart to God. How do I turn my heart back to my children? To surrendering my heart to who? God. The condition of our children's heart is a reflection of how much their father's heart has surrendered to the spirit of God. Amen. It ain't turning my heart to my children ain't taking them to basketball games only, although you'll do that. Turning my heart back to my children ain't throwing a football with them. Turning my heart, turning my heart to my children isn't making sure they got food on the table and new shoes when they need it. Because you can make sure they have shoes. You can make sure they have clothes. You can make sure they have meals. You can make sure you go to the games and their heart is still towards sex. Hello? And their heart is still towards murder, violence. And their heart is still towards rebellion, getting kicked out of school. You got kids getting kicked out of school who just got the new Jordans. They just got the new clothes. Amen. And, 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 and parents are thinking, my heart is toward my children. I give them the finer things. I give them the better things. That's not what the Bible was talking about when he said, turn your heart to your children. Because those children have no heart that looks anything like their parents. They have a heart for TikTok. Hello? They have a heart for social media and phones. They have a, they have a heart for sex and, and all these other things. And why is that? Simply because me giving them natural things does not mean my heart is turned towards them. Me surrendering my heart to God. And I'm going to show you why in a minute. Is now what's turning their heart. So how much of our heart is yielded to God as men I need somebody to say, I, I want to yield all my heart. Some of you might have grown children, but they still need your heart to be turned. They might be 30, 40 years old, but they ain't saved. I'm going to show you why that's important in a minute. How much our heart is yielded to God as men is how much of our children's heart will be turned to us. Or they'll have the heart for what we see we have a heart for. Come on. When, we, when our young men and women see that we have a heart for prayer, guess what they'll start getting? They'll start getting a heart for prayer. The problem is, as men, we don't have a heart for what? Prayer. Hello? 
We'll say we need to pray, but we don't pray. Hello. We'll say prayer changes things, but we don't, we don't pray. We'll say, I'll be praying for you and don't pray for folk. Come on, I wish I could get a witness up in here. Amen? Amen? When we turn our hearts toward understanding the word and living out the will of God, guess what our children will start doing? Their hearts will start wanting to learn the word and what? Live out the will of God. As we surrender our heart to God, our children will turn their heart to us. Why, are, why don't they have a desire and a heart for what we have a desire for? Why don't they know they should not be running the streets like that? Why don't they know they should not be, be, be staying out that late? Why don't they know these things that they're killing themselves and they're wasting their opportunity and throwing away their future? Perhaps it's not all on them. It's not us telling them what they need to do. It's us turning our heart to them through surrender. Maybe that's the reason why. Because their irresponsibility is a reflection of our disobedience. Maybe that's a part of who we were and we didn't know it. Hello, somebody. Many times our children have a heart for stuff that's destructive and in no way reflects what we, we we're hardworking. We're all those things. And they, they want to lay around and play video games. Nothing in their heart reflects ours at all. And perhaps it's because as fathers, we haven't turned our heart. It didn't say mama. Mama always got a heart for their babies. Mama going to be there if ain't nobody else. Come on, I know, I know. Look here, it don't matter. She'll have a heart for them, but she can't turn them. She'll be there when they go to jail, but she doesn't have the power to keep them from going to jail. She'll be there when the judge is given a sentence. She'll be there to bail them out. She'll be there when they shot laying on the sidewalk, on the side of the road. But they can, she has no authority to turn their heart. He said, when the hearts of who? The not mom. Mom always loves their children. Mom is going to be there when nobody else. But, but, but mom can't turn them. All mom can do is walk with them as they kill themselves. Come on, somebody. There's going to be many moms in emergency rooms tonight crying while, as they look at their dead son with holes in their heads and holes in their chest tonight. And there's nothing that could, baby, you know you need to do better. Why don't you stop that? You know your mama love you. you can, it don't matter. It won't turn them. Won't turn them. That's a father's what? Responsibility. To turn the hearts of the turn their heart to their sons so their hearts can turn. But our problem is, as men, our heart is turned towards what? What has our heart been turned towards? Surviving. Our heart is turned towards grinding. Come on. Our heart is turned towards making ends meet. Come on. Our heart is turned towards putting food on the table, keeping power in the house. That's what our heart is turned to. Amen. And not to say we shouldn't do that, but if our heart turned towards God, maybe God would bless us where it wouldn't be so hard to do that. You know, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. Don't forget that. The way of the transgressor is hard. Amen. His yoke is easy and his birth. Life isn't supposed to be hard. 
Y'all know that, right? Life is actually supposed to be good. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Life is not just existence. Life is a man named Jesus, and Jesus is good. Amen. Life isn't hard, it's good. It's only hard for the transgressor. Who is the transgressor? The one who's not doing things God's way, whether they know it or not. Whether I know I'm not doing it God's way or not doesn't mean it takes away from the fact it's going to be harder because I'm not doing it God's way. Y'all following what I'm saying? We got to have a heart for our children. We can't just have a heart to hustle, make ends meet. Why? Because then we never impact and influence their lives. They never see how we live. All they see is daddy come home, amen, after a long day, get something to eat, sit up, watch a little bit of sports, fall to sleep in the middle of it, let the TV watch them for a while before they get up and go to bed. Right? That's it. And we think we've done our responsibility because we, didn't, we don't understand biblically what we're called we're called to influence their heart. Amen? So, so now watch this. Um, let me say this. One of the things that must, one of the things that must be prioritized if we're going to turn our hearts back to our children, you know what we got to turn our hearts back to? Actually coming to church. As men, we don't think we have to come to church regularly, especially if we got to work. I got to work. We don't even come. We're not turning our hearts back to our children. What do you think our lifestyle becomes our children's legacy? How we live becomes the legacy they're going to live by. They're going to live by the code of our lifestyle. They're not going to say what we say. They're going to, they're going to do what they see. They don't see us coming to church for work. Guess what they're not going to do? They ain't coming to church. Amen. They ain't coming to church. And so I'm setting a legacy that's cursing my lineage because they don't even know the importance of being in the house of God. And so then you see that trickling down to the women, too. Now women don't have coming to church. They got to work. We don't understand it started with us. You know the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 with, with five loaves and two fish? <clears throat> there you go. There were 5,000 men fed besides women and children. There were 5,000 men fed. Men weren't the only thing out there. There were 5,000 men, but there, there were probably anywhere between 10, 10 to 12,000 people altogether. There were 5,000 men, not counting women and children. And when God was ready to feed them, he said what? Tell the men to sit down. Tell the men. He didn't say tell the men, women, and children to sit down. He said tell the men to what? Because if the men sit down, what are the women going to do? Sit down. What are the children going to do? If the men come to church, what are the women going to do? If, if the men come to church, what are the children going to do? If the men pray, what are the children going to do? If the men pray, what are the women going to do? Pray. Amen. In other words, we set the tone. We cannot detach what's happening in the world. Come on. We're the quarterback. We're the Tom Brady. We call the play. If, if somebody else is going to get the ball, we got to be the one to get it to them. God has called us to run the play. Amen. God has called us to run the play. And so, so that's, that's important. And we got to turn our hearts back to God because we can work all our life. We can work all our life 
to put food on the table. We can work all our lives. Amen. You understand that that food that you spent 40 hours working for was only in the stomach for two and a half hours, and it's in the sewer right now. You, you done gave your life for that, 30 years plus. And it goes in the toilet within two hours. Then when you die, what do they remember you for? What do they remember us for when we done worked for a company for 30, 40 years? They was a hardworking man. What does that mean? While they call you hardworking, they've already replaced you and put somebody else in your position, and you've been committed there for 40, 50 years. That's the reward. And that don't guarantee you going to heaven. You, you went there for, for 40 years, but what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his what? You can get everything the world got to offer and not be anywhere nearer to actually having a saved soul. That's important to understand as men. And I'm going to show you why in a minute. Because we need to set our children up to be saved. Many times we're setting our children up. We're setting our children up to lose their soul because our soul is in peril. And we don't have our spiritual priorities straight. Remember, if the men sit down, what, what's going to happen? The women going to sit down. And if the men sit down, what's going to happen? The children going to sit down. If the men get saved, what's going to happen? The women going to get saved. If the, if the men get saved, what are the children going to do? They're going to get saved. Set the play. If we commit to God, they're going to commit to God. We run the play. The scripture says this in Malachi chapter 4. It says, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Watch this. To turn the hearts of the, the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. What he said, before he said turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, he said, I'm, I'm going to to send you Elijah to turn your hearts to the fathers, uh, the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children back to the fathers before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He said, I need to do that. Why? Before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. That's why I need to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the children back to the fathers because they need to be prepared for the great and what? Dreadful day of the Lord. In other words, watch this. It is the father's heart's turn that helps prepare our children for judgment and eternity. Not mama. Mama wants you to be in church. And what do we do? Ran the street. Mama wants you to be in church. And what do we do? Hit the club. Come on, somebody. Amen. It is the father's heart turns that helps prepare our children for judgment. If our hearts don't turn, listen to me, many of our children will die and go to hell. Matter of fact, many children tonight going to die and go to hell. They don't go to heaven. Y'all know that, right? When they're murdered in the street, they're not, they're not, these children aren't going to heaven no matter how much mama loved them, no matter how much they were sweet to mama. These children are going to hell. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 20, and where dad at? Somewhere saying, I tried to tell them. Where dad at? But that boy won't listen to me. Turn your heart. When you turn your heart, it may not happen overnight. Turn your heart. And I love the picture of that. I love the picture of that. Because the picture of turning ain't instant. You ever, you ever saw something that has a lot of pressure, a machine, 
and you got to take a wheel and you got to turn it. Amen. You, you don't just turn it instantly. You have to take it and turn it and take it and turn it. God said, just at least allow me to put my hands on your heart. You ain't got to turn it all, but let me take it and turn it. Take it and turn it. And as you turn, then I'm going to start taking your children's heart and turning it in the direction I turn your heart. It might not happen all this year, but just stay there and I'm going to keep on turning it. It might not happen in three years, but just stay there. I'm going to keep on turning. And then eventually I'll turn their heart heart where I turned your heart but I just need you to turn you ain't going to church for a week and say y'all need to go to church it's going to church for the rest of your life it's your life it ain't praying for a week and then saying y'all need to pray it's praying for the rest of your life it's committing to God for the rest of your life that turns hearts glory to God In many cases, we know our children, come on, and I need a witness. We know our children are currently living lifestyles that if they died in, they would go to hell. We know it. We know it. We know if they, based on the Bible, and we'll tell them they're doing good. We say they're doing good, they got a job, they're paying their bills. Well, that's not the qualifications for salvation. Some of them are living with women they're not married to. They're, they're women living with men they're not married to. We know if they die right now, they're going to hell. But because our hearts are not turned and we don't know who we are, we, we don't even understand what we're supposed to be doing. We need to start turning. They're too grown for me to tell them what to do, so I'm going to start turning. I'm going to start turning and let my turn begin to turn their heart. Amen. You can't make your children, but if you turn, God said, I'll move and start making them turn. If you shift, God said, I'll move and start making them shift. If you surrender, God said, I'll move and start causing them to surrender. If you say yes, God said, I'll move and start causing them to say yes. As you turn your heart towards your children, I'll turn their heart towards you. Many parents don't even care that their children are not prepared for eternity. Many fathers don't even care because they don't even know. They have no clue. They have no clue. Once we, as fathers, be prepared for the day of the Lord, our children will be as well. See, the question that we got to ask today, are we ready for the great and dread? It's not going to be a... It's not going to be a hunky-dory day. It ain't going to be no happy, clappy day because it's the day that God comes and he judges the earth in righteousness. Are we prepared for that day? Amen? So what is the spirit of Elijah? He said, and Elijah will come. Y'all, if you don't, don't know anything about Elijah, Elijah was an Old Testament prophet. He was... He was an Old Testament prophet, um, and he now embodied the spirit of Elijah that the Bible speaks about because John the Baptist was a New Testament, quote-unquote, prophet who had the spirit of Elijah upon him when he called men to the Jordan River to repent of their sins. Amen? What, what, what does it do? What, what did, John, did John make anybody come down to that river to change, to turn? You know it was... What was he doing? Turning the hearts of the, you know what John was doing? He was turning men's hearts. Y'all know that, right? 
It was the spirit of what? Elijah. They, he wasn't making them come down and change. He had turned himself. And so men were leaving out of cushioned churches to go out in a wild wilderness and step down in waters to turn. Because they found a man who had turned. See, your turn draws people to you. What do I need to do? Amen. See, you can't turn without drawing other folks to want to turn. The people around you want to turn. You ain't the same. You ain't, you ain't living like you was living. You done made some changes in your life. Amen. And I want to change too. What do I need to do? So John baptized mostly all of Israel and didn't make nobody come. Not one person. See, when we turn right, we ain't got to make our children come. Come on. We start turning. Keep coming. They're going to come. Dad, can I come to church with you? Keep praying. Dad, can I pray with you? Would you pray for me? Keep reading. I don't understand this. Would you tell me what the Bible says concerning this? Keep going. Keep turning. Keep turning. Look at Javante. You see Javante Robinson right there? That's Brian Scott's son. Look at what's in Brian, Brian Scott, his father's hand. A pen and a what? Paper. Look at what's in his son's hand. Did you make him do that? The heart of a, the heart of a father is turned to his, to his children, so his children's heart. You, you go and worship. That's a 20-year-old. You're 20, right? 21, because that's the Lord, 21 years old. You come in worship, and you dur during worship, you'll see his hands up. But if you look in that aisle right there, you'll see his father with his hands up. You'll see his, fa his father with a, with a wife and children that, that value God and seek God's will and come to prayer. And if you look during prayer time, guess who else is in here? Son, he'll turn the hearts. It's right in the house. The examples are right here. It's so true. Amen. And see my sons right there? They don't understand it, but God is turning their heart. See, right now, I'm making them get up. <laughs> Look, we got men's meeting. Y'all get up and come on. Y'all coming too. Bless the Lord. Amen. Bless the Lord. Because at, they're at the age that's what I'm supposed to do as a father. Amen. I don't ask you. I'm, I'm paying everything. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm taking care of everything. So you just come and you ain't got a, you ain't got a choice in the matter. But there's a, cho there's a time when they turn, they become adults. And if I've done my job to turn, to turn my heart to them while they're with me, they'll keep their heart turned when they leave me. The greatest thing I could give my children is not a new PlayStation. It's not a new cell phone. It's not money for Christmas. Greatest thing that I can give them is a walk, an example of a walk with God that will keep curses from coming. What happens when a hundred men raise their children like that in West Florence? What happens when there's a hundred men who say yes to being fathers and commit to families and commit to God and families over in West Florence? What happens to the shootings? The murder rate drops because ain't nobody shooting nobody. 
Where did it start? Did it start with us coming up with a program for them to put the guns down? No. It started with hearts of fathers being turned back to their children. That's what it started with. I want to pray today. And before I pray, I want you to answer a question. And you don't have to answer it out loud. I want you to answer it within yourself. Is my heart turned to my... I didn't say, do you care about your children? I understand every parent cares about their children. There's a difference between caring about your children and actually having your heart turned to them where their heart can be turned. Is, is my heart turned to my children? That's a question. That's the first question I want you to answer. And I just want you to sit there for a minute. Based on what I know from God's revealed word, is my heart turned to my children? I want you to answer the question. Number two, are my children prepared for the day of the Lord? Are my children prepared for the day of the Lord? See, if you prepare them for the day of the Lord, they'll be prepared to leave your house. That's, that's built in. They'll be prepared to, have, to take on a career. That's built in. They'll be prepared to take care of their children. The, being, the preparation for the day of the Lord covers all those others. That preparation takes care of all other preparations. Amen. Are my children prepared for life? Amen. Have I turned my heart enough for them to be able to get off stuff they like? Because you, you don't want to be no 40 years old spending more time on a video game than you are in, in real life. Are, are you turned enough? Are you turned enough? Father God, I pray right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for every man, every young man under the sound of my voice. That the spirit of God moves in power and might on this morning. Grab our hearts. Grab our hearts today. God, forgive us. Forgive us for our hard-heartedness. Forgive us for our hard-headedness. Forgive us for our inconsistency. Forgive us for our irresponsibility. We turn our hearts back to you this morning. Touch us again. Breathe on us again. By the power of your spirit. God, we repent. God, we repent. We repent. God, forgive us. Our hearts haven't been turned to our children. God, we didn't know. We didn't know. We just thought you just do the best you can and they just going to turn out any way they want to. That's what we were told. That's what, that's what religion told us. We didn't know any better. But God, if we change today, would you move in their life? I want somebody that, that's, a, that's a man or a father that knows their children are in some perilous places or in some places they don't need to be. God, if I change today, 
If I shift today and my sons and my daughters, even if they're grown, see it, would you move in their life? If you're here today and you just want to touch in your heart, God, I, I want what's been said in my heart. I just want to pray for you. If you're a man in here and you, God, I want that which was released today in my heart. I, I, I want my heart turned. I don't want to just go back to normal. And I just don't want to leave here just saying that was a good word and I learned something I didn't know before. But I need a turn. I need a turn. And I need to see my family begin to turn and my children begin to turn. I need a turn. If that's you, I want you to come. I want to pray. Come on up here if that's you. I need a turn in my heart. Come on, I want you to come now. If that's you,